Sometimes I feel like it's necessary to explain why we're playing some of the music as bump songs for new listeners. Not just because it's good music, uh, but we do an obscure on this date, and uh, quite frankly, on this date, the first inductees of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, were there. So we're playing some of those artists throughout uh, this Tuesday after a very busy a week, as we told you. The, the fact that yesterday started off with North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum saying, I am not running for another term. Then shortly after, in fact, maybe as his office was sending that release out with that information, he was already on a plane out to New Hampshire. And last night, Doug Burgum took the stage to further his support for Donald Trump. Now, today you're watching in real time as people are leaving those polls and saying, I voted for this individual and here's why. And I want to get an on-the-ground report on exactly how some of that is going. And to do that, our, our national correspondent and CBS campaign reporter, Jake Rosen, joined us out at Merrimack, New Hampshire, right, actually right outside a polling place. Uh, Jake, I appreciate you taking time. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Oh, well, I appreciate you stepping out and uh, being able to, to join us because this, this on-the-ground, you know, North Dakota is, well, we're – been watching locally here and it's been it was exciting at the time when our governor decided hey he wants to run for president that was well short-lived and now he's all in on donald trump and is out there so with that as kind of the foundation what are you hearing on the ground as people are leaving those polls uh today having already cast their ballot well i'll backtrack a little bit to last night i got a couple minutes alone with your governor doug Burgum, on camera where i asked him about his support of Trump and I was actually at his last event. It was up here in, at the uh, an Elks Club in New Hampshire. He talked a lot about unity, bringing the country together. His job as a governor, so I pushed him on why he decided to back Trump. Obviously, he's been praised by Trump. Trump and him have been pretty close, at least publicly. And you know, he basically said it's time to bring the country together. Everyone should back up behind uh, the, the former president. Uh, and I think that's kind of the vibe I'm getting on the ground. Uh, I've been in front of a polling place here in Merrimack for about an hour, interviewing voters on and off camera, just trying to get a sense of what people are really thinking. Uh, I think that's an important thing here. And while there definitely is some support for people like Nikki Haley, um, you know, I think there's this feeling that the economy was better under Trump. People felt safer under Trump. And, you know, when you factor all that in, you know, and the fact that he already was president, it's pretty difficult to crack that argument if you're Nikki Haley. And I, that's kind of the message I'm picking up. Here. Well, and that's what uh, what I've been hearing uh, throughout the, the course of the last two days, and uh, Jake, and what I've been noticing in the, the last, I would say, 12 hours is the appearance or the perception being built out there, maybe being pushed out for reasons of, hey, there's momentum building behind Nikki Haley. Maybe she'll have an upset, which is far-fetched, but maybe it won't be a huge gap between what Donald Trump gets and what Nikki Haley does. You're not necessarily hearing that at the polling place that you're standing outside of. Well, it's, it's just one polling place, yep. you know, so mm. it's them perspective. Um, yep. and, and I am in the southern part of the state, so a little bit closer to Massachusetts, okay. a little bit more of a suburban um, area versus, like, the North Country. I was up there last night at the Trump rally where people are fervently behind former President Trump. So, right, there is this disparity in New Hampshire of, sure. you know, kind of being more up in the country versus you know, around Manchester. But what I will say is that's 100 percent true, and, and I really think that the, the momentum that is per, per, maybe perceived in the media or – portrayed in the media you know she really was packing some some rooms early this year but that was when there was a lot of people in the race and as they've kind of dropped out one by one no one's come to endorse her yeah. and i think that that is just a key thing that when trump's able to come here with his kids with his allies with his 
you know, people who have supported him, like your governor and Vivek Ramaswamy, it's just pretty difficult to make a, a, a wide-ranging across the state at the same time push like he's done for a week straight here. Meanwhile, obviously, Chris Nunu, the governor of here, has been a vocal Haley supporter for months, but he also shopped around for a little bit, and I think that's pretty indicative of where mm-hmm. things are at, too. And I think when push came to shove, uh, and I'm not sure if it was on uh, one of our uh, CBS Morning Sunday talk shows, uh, but in passing, basically said, and this is Governor Sununu, and saying, well, I guess if I have to at that point, I, I might still back Donald Trump. So that that endorsement with that fallback position that's has become commonplace in American politics, it seems, at least on the Republican side, it doesn't have as much weight behind it as an endorsement, just my opinion. Uh, my, my question for you, and, and I'm not sure if there is a barometer or if you've spoken with other uh, in the, the Nikki Haley campaign or at all, but is there is there a percentage of the vote they feel they need to get? Is there a threshold that's saying, hey, at the end of this night, if we get to 40%, we will continue on? Or have you not heard anything to that uh, effect, Jake? So Nikki Haley said on another network today that she would not drop out. As okay. of right now, there's a rally scheduled in South Carolina for her tomorrow night. So, again, this is, you know, we're talking around 4 o'clock Eastern time, 5 o'clock Eastern time. Um, and uh, we'll have to see where things are really at 24 hours from now, right? Yeah. Things, things can change. Events can be canceled. Planes can be chartered in different courses. <laughs> um, but I think, I think the one thing that to remember is that, you know, she just needs to win and, or she needs to cut it within single digits. That there's, and it's not for her campaign's sake. It's for the donor's sake. There, she, she needs money to continue going to Super Tuesday. And if you can't prove, to, and this is any candidate, and I think a lot of people have just come to realize this, Ron DeSantis certainly did, that if you can't make that final push with donors and money and grassroots behind you, it's going to be really hard to stop Donald Trump. Well, that's a great point to, to add to this as far as, you know, the, the, the perception is one thing, but that perception of opening up a checkbook and saying, you know what, we still got a chance here, uh, definitely going to be a big tell here within the next few hours. For, as far as turnout goes, uh, have we seen – High turnout uh, in, in this primary election? So uh, I've been working on getting that reporting nailed down all day. I'm sure we'll get a report in the next couple hours from the Secretary of State's office. I've heard nothing official, but what I have heard is that there were long lines this morning. Obviously, before people go to work, kind of dies down in the mid-morning time. And then right now, the polling side of that, the door is basically rotating with people walking in and out. Oh, okay. So I think people are just starting to get off work or maybe be taking some time out of the later part of their day come and cast a vote but you know this state takes politics seriously and and it's it's a pretty well-educated state people get that retail politic opportunity because it's a relatively small state with only so many places it can hold 40 50 60 or sometimes 200 plus people so there is this intimacy that i've really learned you know it just exists here and, and you know you just see it with people walking in holding their kids holding their you know hold, you know mothers uh you know picking up their kids and uh, sons driving their dads. I've seen it, you know, pulling up with a walker. It's just a, it's an interesting and fascinating thing to watch firsthand. Uh, final question for you, and this is on the, I guess, more so the Democratic side, Jake. Uh, we played yesterday's yep. audio of the uh, the deep fake robocall that uh, sounded an awful lot like Joe Biden was not Joe Biden. Has anybody made comment on that as far as uh, those that you've talked to when there it was that encouragement not to vote i mean it, it's uh, the reason i ask is this is something that i've been watching from afar worried about this becoming normal campaign uh, approaches using you know ai and those sort of things and when you have it in a robocall and if you would have blind tested some individuals you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference have you heard much about that robocall at new hampshire 
So I have not talked to voters, specifically me, but I confirmed that story yesterday with some sources. Got I got that recording and we sent it around CBS. Um, the governor responded yesterday saying that it's voter suppression and intimidation and that they're going to investigate it. But it's going to be really hard to trace that, I think. I know our CBS team is trying to track that down, too, obviously, to kind of just see who made that call and why and to who specifically were they targeting. It seems like there might have been a targeting of other Democrats, not necessarily independent voters, but nothing is really confirmed yet on our end. Um, I'm really worried about this, too, and I think it's just fair as an American to be worried about the influence of, and I think especially for an older American, to pick up the call, pick up the phone and think it might be Joe Biden. Um, and maybe if you had a landline or your not great connection, you know, I don't know if you guys remember hearing that phone call or you can you know, tell your audience kind of how crackly it sounds. But it just sounds like a, a maybe a potential real phone call. Yeah. And I think that we've seen it with campaign videos already. Um, when I worked at Face Nation a couple months ago, we did some reporting on this, too. It's only going to get worse, I think, as yeah. we go into yet another Biden-Trump rematch where, you know, there are bad actors and technology is advancing faster than anyone's wanted to legislate. So, you know, I think it's just it's up to the people and people like you and me and, and people in their communities to just be aware. And, you know, they only the campaigns only found out about this after it was reported in the media. Mm-hmm. I think that's just such a key thing here is that, you know, being being vigilant, especially as primaries approach in every state. Yeah, I think it's one of those that uh, every time that uh, there's something even remotely close, uh, we're bringing it to our audience. So they're at least in the know on that. Uh, Jake, final question. Are you going to be at a watch party tonight? Or are you going to be watching these results come in? So I'll be at this polling site until it closes at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'll, I'm going to stick around. I'll be joining some CBS radio hits later. And then I'll be going maybe to Dean Phillips' watch party, but we'll see. Um, you know, he, he's running that, uh, you know, a matchup long shot bid for the White House against Joe Biden and the write up running campaign up here. Um, but, you know, there's definitely some anticipation among the Trump and Haley camps for what tonight's results will be. Um, and there's victory parties planned across the state and a Red and Biden victory party uh, planned also. Right. Jake Rosen, my friend, I appreciate you taking some time for us. You take care out there and we'll check in again next time. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Jake Rosen, again with CBS. Uh, he's one of the campaign reporters out there. Uh, anything surprise you in there? I, I mean, to have the, the individuals that are coming out saying I'm voting for Donald Trump because of the economy, and they felt as though they were more secure under him. I want to get your reactions to that at 35270. And I'm looking at the Adventure RV Text Club. Uh, I've got a road warrior part that the semi-truck on fire, southbound I-29, south of mile marker 46. And that was sent in. Just a few moments ago. So, again, there has been an incident southbound I-29, south of mile marker 46, involving a semi. Appreciate that uh, message coming on in. And now you know. You're the eyes for us out on those roadways. If you can safely let us know by text, 35270. Ladies, studio line open as well all day at 237-5948. Let's get you caught up with two tall Tom Schmanzi. I'm going to give you some more of my thoughts, and I'll take all yours that have already come in next year on KFGO.